Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Wednesday, April 20th. It's early in the morning. There's a lot of stuff that I want to get to in a short period of time today, so let's get right to it. Yesterday afternoon, uh, Sham Sharani of The Athletic uh, reported, and I quote, there's optimism Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic will return for game three or game four versus the Jazz. The calf strain that Doncic suffered on April 10th is improving and workouts over the next two days could determine timing. This was obviously the news that Mavericks fans have been waiting for for eh, since last Sunday when he hurt his calf against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, it's pretty wild because the, the I want to say Jeff Stotts of In Street Clothes said that the average time in his database this year for a calf strain was 17 days. Thursday would put Luca at 11. So it seemed, uh, you know, a little bit. It, Thursday, uh, uh, game three still sort of seems unlikely. And later in the afternoon, uh, ESPN's Tim McMahon sort of threw cold water on the Shamshrani report saying, and I quote, Source describes Luka Doncic's chances of returning for Game 3 as uncertain and says it's day-to-day. Thursday will be 11 days after Doncic suffered the calf strain. So I think if you're in the business of selecting between dueling narratives, between Shams and Tim McMahon, uh, I would go with Tim. So I think our, our, we should hope for Luka in Game 3 and then maybe really hope for him in Game 4. Uh, the next piece of news that I wanted to uh, let everybody know about is that the f- game five, since the series is currently tied at one one, uh, has already been um, has already been announced. It's going to be on Monday night. That Monday is the twenty fifth of April at eight thirty uh, p.m. I think I'm pretty sure that's local time. Um, I should know this, but uh, you know that's what I get for for hosting a a podcast. Um, and then that will be on TNT as well as Valley Sports Southwest. You can purchase tickets, I think starting now, um, if you, you know, go to Mavs.com or call 214-747-MAVS to speak with a sales representative. Look at me being a company guy. Uh, normally in all these, uh, in these Moneyball Minutes, what I've been trying to do is, is shed a light on different content that you may or may not have seen around the net. Um, but one of the things I really want to do is, is toot the, the horn of the team that we have at MavsMoneyball.com. There has been a number of really just in, absolutely incredible uh, pieces that came out from our, t- uh, from our team today. The first was, um, excuse me, yesterday. The first was, uh, from Lucas Q who late last night, um, late t- Monday night, excuse me, delivered a piece. This is Jalen Brunson delivered a masterclass performance against the jazz by staying patient. Luke wrote this really solid piece. He stayed on, uh, stayed up late. He's East coast based and got on the zoom and asked, Jalen Brunson, a question uh, about how he felt on offense and what he can focus on bringing into game two. Um, And he said, for me personally, I prided myself on being consistent and efficient my entire life. So I think going into game two, being smarter, taking better shots, being more efficient for me personally is definitely going to be key. I'm just going to have to go back and forth and watch a little bit more, be a student of the game and learn from this. So that was what he said after game one where he struggled. Um, and he, he, Luke basically breaks down uh, a little bit of what worked for Brunson. And then following the game, he got another quote from Brunson, which is pretty incredible. 
Most importantly, I think in game one, I missed a lot of shots that I normally make, so I wasn't trying to go away from that necessarily. I think the biggest takeover from game one was just kind of staying with it, staying patient, and just playing my game. I didn't have to change too much besides just slowing down and just concentrating a little more and just continuing to play hard for as long as I was out there. Uh, Luke, Luke delves into sort of his shot chart and his efficiency, and it's really worth your time. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You should absolutely go click on it if you're interested. Uh, the second piece that is, is I, you know, I, Josh tends to write something after games and I've mentioned before how I think Josh is probably the best, you know, Dallas based, uh, explainer of basketball that we have. He breaks concepts down. He uses gifts really well. And I just, uh, I'm really glad to work with Josh. He makes me smarter when I read him. Um, he breaks down a he breaks down the the Mavs defensive game game plan. Also, while explaining that it's been you know perfect, um, it's sort of hard for me to take any one position or point from this piece other than to say that he is is just he's he's explaining this really really well. And if you're curious as to how the Mavericks are sort of getting away. Uh, with what they've done defensively over the first two games against a team that has, you know, they have better top-end talent than the Mavericks. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a heck of a basketball player. Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert is a heck of a basketball player. And this is really working out in our favor that we have something, um, you know, working so well defensively. Um, Mike Conley is just getting cooked. The man is is 6 of 19 in this series, and it's it's just not working out for him. Um, the next piece is one by Doyle Raider, who covered, you know, Maxi Kleba's really bananas 25-point shooting performance. Um, there's a quote Maxi gave after the game, and he said, It doesn't matter if it's me or someone else, but if you make shots and you are the hot player, then people tend to move more to you, and so you open up the paint more for other guys. But I knew whenever I caught the ball and there was space, I was going to let it fly again because it felt like I had a hot hand and I just continued shooting. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie also had to say, I think the beautiful part about Maxi in this series is that he's a stretch five. They play true two traditional drop bigs. So it kind of disturbs their defense because obviously Rudy and Hassan Whiteside are phenomenal shot blockers at the rim. They want to come to contest and be a big help side presence, but Maxi gives them space and it gives him enough room to knock down the shots as well. I mean, Maxi hit eight threes. It's worth just repeating because he hit nine in March. And Doyle just did a really nice job on this piece. Then um, Tuesday afternoon, you know, Jordan Burdess, who writes for us regularly, but, you know, just, you know, we're mostly a volunteer website. We, we you know, we get these pieces that folks, whenever they're able to watch games, um, occasionally, you know, turn in. And Jordan was able to, to rewatch the fourth quarter. And he wrote a piece that, that's called The Mavericks Clutch Play is the Path Forward. And he breaks down the final five minutes and just what the Mavericks did both defensively and offensively in that five-minute stretch to seal the game. And it's, it's a fantastic little breakdown. Um, it's the sort of thing that I, I, you know, you can see around, but I think our site just does really, really well when we commit to it. Um, like I said, we're a little bit of a vol, you know, we're a volunteer site in a, in a big way. So sometimes it's, it's, you know, we don't get, uh, we don't do this for 82 games a year is what I'll say. Um, there are a few more things that I wanted to draw your attention to that I really liked. Um, Kelly Kaplan wrote, you know, kind of a much more in-depth story about, um, Maxie's three-point shooting. Uh, that I really liked. Uh, it, it's a good pairing with Doyle's on Maxi, 
And then the last piece, and this is sort of, you know, out of left field, like Tim uh, Cato of the athletic turned in something um, that went up on uh, Monday afternoon that said, why are the Mavericks rim microphones so loud? Here's the fascinating reason you hear every swish. And it's, Man, it's a kind of a hilariously funky story that Tim posted this during the playoffs, but considering the Mavericks won a big game last night and you know, it, it delves into some of the details of what makes the game on the the broadcast feel so intense. Um and he he gets some interviews and asks some interesting questions. Um he, you know, he got Mark Cuban to to answer and it's just it's a fun story. Um, you know, this is why I really like Tim as a writer and I just want to draw your attention to it. It's also in the show notes. Um, I am going to try to find someone cause I want to talk about this series some more at length. We'll see if that happens. Uh, everybody's really busy and I'm really tired, but we have a couple more pieces going up at Mavs Moneyball today. Uh, Matthew Phillips wrote a piece about, or that, that are up right now that you should, should dive into, um, that, that, you know, I haven't been up quite as long as the other pieces that I've read. Uh, there was a good one from um, Ben about, um, you know, just a little more digging into how Jalen Brunson lifted the Mavericks up. And then uh, Matthew Phillips writes about how Dorian and uh, Reggie Bullock are playing just Iron Man minutes. And if you don't, if you haven't realized how many minutes these guys are playing, it's worth paying attention to because it's crazy. Like Dorian and Reggie Bullock in particular are just, they're, they're really unsung heroes. And Matthew writes about that and why. All right, guys, this has been Kirk Henderson of Mavs Moneyball. I appreciate your time starting on your Wednesday morning. We'll be back with something at some point, maybe later today. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Everybody have a great Wednesday.